Hi everybody, welcome to episode 10 of Team Talk. Um, a bit of a special episode for us today um, because we've been talking about uh, the possibility of Newcastle United being relegated. I mentioned on those episodes a couple of times, my brother and cousin are quite big Newcastle fans and obviously they do listen to the podcast. So they wanted to come on and also share their opinion, which I'm sure will be different to the one that I had. Um, and then we're going to touch on the sort of second part of it is going to be a little bit about sort of players that didn't fulfil their potential. Um, so you've got youngsters that didn't really become what people thought they would, but also the big name players, the ones that maybe come from abroad or transfer between teams that were great players, maybe that declined or didn't really achieve what people thought they would. Um, so we've got Ashley with us today and uh, we've got my brother, Josh. Um, their Instagram and Twitter accounts will be in the episode description. So Ashley, um, Newcastle United, Hello. I believe you don't think they're going to get relegated. So, yeah, what do you think? How do you think they're going to do next season? It's, it's a tough one. I definitely don't agree with you and Matt, I'm sorry to say. Um, I'm going to be biased, um, but I don't think our squad, our squad is definitely better than it was 12 months ago. And I'm looking at the other teams that are, are buying around that bottom end. Like Matt said, the, the, the league's split into two now and it's quite a big difference as well. And the, the teams that we're going to be up against, I just don't think we're going to be anywhere near the relegation zone. OK. Um, personally, I don't think your squad's that much stronger. Are you referring to Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser? Not not just Callum Wilson. I mean, people keep forgetting. I mean, people might have forgot. We've, we've signed also Jeff Hendrick now. And people may laugh. He was at Derby a few years back. But that guy's a workhorse. A bit like Matt Richer, they will run and run. And their work rate's second to none. Now, you've got you've got the creativity of Almiron, St. Maximum, you're gonna have Fraser, Shelby pinging balls left, right, and center. Defensively, I'm a bit worried, but I think we've got enough in attack that we'll be okay. Yeah, like when I um when I sort of put Newcastle down there, when you do think about the squad, especially if St. Maximum's on fire and goals, assists and, and improve. I mean, he's only young, isn't he? I, probably you two can tell me. Is he, what, 22? Something like that? I think he's about 24. Yeah. 24. That's still young and he probably will improve. And if he does improve, I can see him being at one of Europe's top clubs in the next two, three, four seasons. So it depends. I think this it, it's going to go one way or the other. I think either you will have a good season and finish 10th. But do you guys not think what I said was relevant where... Because uh, you guys will feel it more than me, but the takeover not going through, <clears throat> would that not be a bit? I think, <laughs> I think me and Ashley are done talking about a takeover. It's <laughs> 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 been absolute months of agony uh, listening yeah. to that takeover. Um, obviously, the announcement officially come out um, rejecting the takeover, but I think I, I do think it is ended there. There's a lot of talk about um, taking it to legal matters to court, but. I just think Ashley's actually spending a lot, surprisingly, and there's been rumours about spending more. Um, so yeah. it looks like he might consider keeping the club. It wouldn't surprise me. I think everyone needs a break from the takeover and needs to focus on next season. Uh, that's where my head's at on it anyway. Yeah, I think that's a, a really well put, to be honest. And he is spending money. Like, you're not really, you know, you wouldn't expect him to spend much more than he is spending. So he's he's doing what he needs to do as the current owner. Um, so yeah, I think there will be not not necessarily anytime soon. I could be wrong. Someone has to buy Newcastle. Mike Ashley is clearly not in it for the long term. Um, somebody will buy Newcastle United, and I think even if it's not the Saudi prince or whoever it is, I think it will be a breath of fresh air for the club. 
um, a new direction, a new sort of uh, like feeling around the place, similar to when, again, I'll go back to United quite a lot on these. I'm sure you're both aware, but when Ollie took over <laughs> from Jose, but no, no, do you know, when, when Ollie Gooder told Solskjaer took the job, like I wasn't even at the stadium and you could feel like the fans, the, the players, the everything felt, it just felt different when Ollie took over because it was so miserable. So I feel like when there is a takeover at Newcastle, whether it's in a week or in a year or whatever, I feel like it'll be a breath of fresh air for the club because under Ashley, I feel like you've only got, you, you're only going to go so far. Um, but Josh, how do you think Newcastle are going to do next season? Do you, well, the season coming, which starts tomorrow, ironically. Um, yeah, I think I think we're going to, a strong, I know you lot are going to laugh saying mid-table this and that. I, I think it will be a strong, strong mid-table finish. Um, I know you might talk about you don't understand why teams sign relegated players, um, but you got to look. A lot of people don't. You, you laugh at us getting players from Bournemouth. Man City just spent 40, 41 million pound on Nathan Aki. Um, you can look look in the past over the last ten years. You've had Tottenham bought Sissoko off us when we got um, relegated. You've had Leicester buying Aaron Maguire off, um, from Hull City. There's there's been quite a few players that have been bought from relegated teams and they've thrived. Um, Callum Wilson, you look at their stats going back over the last three seasons. Um, Callum Wilson played for an average club. He's been scoring 2018-2019 season, scoring 14 goals. Um, to do that at a club like Bournemouth, it just proves he's got the quality there. That if you do put him in a top side, it will be putting him away. And obviously with Ryan Fraser, his partner coming to Newcastle with him, they're, they're going to be confident to just go out on the pitch and do what they do. Almiron's just come out of his shell. He had a rocky start to the season where we'll just beg him for him to score his first goal. He's come out of his shell. He's performing well. St. Maxon's just, he just hit off from the start. I think, obviously, like Ash said, we're a bit nervy at the back. I don't know what we've planned, but um, we've just got rid of one of our best centre-backs, so I don't know what's happening there. Um, so I am a bit shaky at the back. Obviously, we've got Jamal, Lo- uh, Jamal Lewis on the left-back. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's been looking at him, so surely he can offer something to the club uh, going forward. I don't think left-backs for a, a long time. We haven't had anyone strong. Obviously, Jetra Williams was in. He was amazing, but we need some players that, are not going to get injured, who are going to stay with us the whole season. So I was just saying um, the other day, this has probably been our best, best transfer sort of window that I can remember um, in, a, well, in a long time. The players we've bought in are all Premier League proven players and it's not risk. It's not like we're buying the bar and season, which, yeah, they're great when we got them and bought them in, but we didn't know they were going to be great. At least with Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser and, Jamal Lewis, we know what we're going to get out of these players, so there's no risk. So that's why I believe next year we are going to be stronger. And kicking it off to a team like West Ham, who are, in my eyes, they are on a similar level to us, even with the ownership behind them and the way the team's going. They've not made any great signings. And I think that first game of the season is going to be very important to see our Newcastle kick off. And that will probably determine where they'll finish. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good point as well. The players you have signed are, are probably the less riskier of the sort of relegated players. Um, and me and Matt did do, we did touch on it. We, we spoke, we did it. I think we did an episode where we said, look, there is some success with relegated players. I mean, like you say, Nathan Ake, we don't know, is that going to be a success or not? But I think of the relegated players you went for, they're probably the best of a bad bunch. And Callum Wilson, it, do you know what I mean? He does score goals in the Premier League. Um, Ryan Fraser, it's a bit inconsistent for me. There'd be games where I saw him and I think, bloody hell, he looks, he looks decent. And there's games where he just completely went missing. And Jamal Lewis is a, a great left back. If Jurgen Klopp wants to sign you, then do you know what I mean? You you you're a good player. So yeah, no. It, listen, boys. <laughs> 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 I, I, when I put you in there, it was more of a bit of um, 
it was a bit of a, a controversial one. I knew it would be controversial, but looking at the teams in or around you, I've seen Newcastle collapse so many times. I watch them more because of you two, because you two are the Newcastle fans. So naturally, I'll, I'll keep an eye on them. If I'm with either of you, I'll, I'll watch the game. But I can I, I see Newcastle collapse so many more, so much more than I do other teams, and it, it just wouldn't surprise me if. I mean, realistically, realistically, you're you lot are saying strong mid table. I'm saying potential relegation. Would you be surprised? Be honest. If you finished 14th to 17th, would you be surprised? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I mean, previous years under Benitez and even the beginning of Bruce when he tried to change it, like you could tell our players weren't used to this kind of football. But the 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 kind of players that he's brought in, it is is. I'm excited, regardless of what's going off in the background with the takeover. The players we've brought in are players that are gonna they're game winners. Now you may laugh, but Ryan Wilson, he was he was linked with Tottenham and Arsenal in the summer. So mm. and the fact that we've got him, this is a if we can keep him fit like Wilson, <laughs> I think we'll be laughing. I really, really do. And I look at other teams like Palace, sorry Matt. Um, uh, it just, <laughs> is it is it SA SA they signed him? Um, yeah. And Batshuayi Batshuayi is is one of those. He could probably go on the next part of the show. To be fair, he's not quite made that potential. Mm. Yeah, when he goes plays for Belgium, he's amazing. And then you got Villa. I think they're going to struggle. I agree with you, and Matt, with regards to Grealish, and I just don't think he's going to give it his all this year. I really, really don't. Um, and there's only so long he's going to carry that team in the Premier League for. Fulham again, they've bought nothing. They've not really improved on what they've brought, uh, they've had originally. I'm not worried. Leeds will probably do. Uh, to be fair, I think Leeds will finish higher than us. I'm really, I've, I think Bielsa is going to absolutely wonder them this season. But yeah, I don't no, think I, I, we, we no, ain't go going down. We ain't going down. And I do. I think fourteen. <laughs> I think fourteenth will be our lowest place finish. On that, okay. you say you, you believe we're going to definitely stay up, and would I be surprised if? If we finish lower than that, I think the only reason if we do finish lower than that, it will be down to Steve Bruce. Hundred, I do really to get to that point. <laughs> I really, I really like him as a manager. But last year, it was um, he had no faith in our squad. We played very defensively, and it, you could tell it was get that ball to Saint Maximin, arm running, work your magic. There was no faith in the rest of the squad to play, and he's come out saying he thinks we're stronger than last year, and I, I hope he really believes that, and that we can actually go against teams like West Brom and these teams that we should be better than and actually give them a game rather than trying to snatch a point. We should. I think with this team, if we go for it on the day, we could beat any team in the bottom 10. And that's why we should be finishing close to 10th next year. And when he, when yeah. he, let's, let's get it straight. I mean, Steve Bruce came in, <laughs> what, two weeks before the season last year? If that. Yeah. So he didn't really get a chance to bring in any, anybody he wanted at all. So he's he's got to give it his all this season because these are the players that he's chose, that he's begged for. And we've broke our transfer policy, shall we say, of what kind of players we bring in so that Bruce could get the players he wanted. So he's got to make this work. He's got to hit the ground running. And I'm fully confident of three points tomorrow. Okay, yeah, and I just want to make a point as well. I, I don't want you to go down. I like I like Newcastle. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I genuinely... you've changed your tune. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not saying I, I didn't pick them to go down as a uh, because I didn't like them. I, I genuinely looked at the Premier League and I was doing my one to twenty, and I, and I, I looked at the group and I thought I can see Newcastle going down. But it's possibly because, like I said, I've I watch a lot of them because of you guys, and I've seen them sort of 
just not look good in the last few seasons at time, really bad. And it's like, I can, I can see it happening, but listen, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But if there's nothing else on, I don't know if there's some last point you guys want to put across, if there's nothing else, um, we can sort of move on to the second segment of the show. But was there anything else on, on Newcastle specifically that you wanted to sort of get off your chest? Uh, not at the minute. I'll uh, keep listening over the next few weeks, see if you and Matt <laughs> caught anything. But <laughs> nothing from me, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same, mate. I'm happy to move on. Okay. Um, well, I'll kick this bit off then, if that's okay. So it's um, it's sort of, as we mentioned at the start, players that sort of young players that didn't reach the potential or, or big name players that maybe were signed for big fees that didn't really achieve what they what they sort of or could have achieved. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't want us to start tripping over the same names and, oh, I had him sort of thing. So I've, I've just gone with three um, United players. So I'll, I'll just throw them out there. So Ravel Morrison, for me, um, I didn't see much of him in the reserves, but you hear for Alex Ferguson apparently used to say that he's better than anybody he'd seen at that age. Um, Rio Ferdinand's come out and sort of backed that up and... He, he did play a few games. I saw him with Pogba when he was really young and Jesse Lingard and that sort of group, which if they all stuck around, like you think Pogba, Morrison, Lingard at the time, they could have been that sort of next group of players that came through. But I don't think they'll ever be like a class of 92 again. But Ravel Morrison for me was one that has been very disappointing for all the hype that was around when he was younger. Um, one that for me personally is probably the biggest one because I was such a big fan, fan of his when he came through was Adnan Yanezai. When he came through, after it was a season after Fergie um, retired. It was the first season with David Moyes. It was a really bad year. We missed out Champions League. But Adnan Yanazai was absolutely unreal that season. And hopefully you guys agree, but goals, assists, he, he'd go past players like they weren't even there. He won Young Player of the Season. Um, I think after that, for me, when Louis van Gaal came in, it sort of killed him off because he restricted the sort of flair players um, he ended up going on loan to Dortmund, which didn't work out. But I think Van Gaal also affected Memphis Depay and like Di Maria as well because they're good players and they just couldn't do it. But it's the way that Van Gaal didn't like players going past people. He liked very structured. The, the football was just awful to watch. So I feel like Van Gaal kind of had an effect on that, on, on Yanezai's progress. Um, and the last one for me was, again, not someone I saw in the reserves, but quite a bit in the first team was Federico Makeda. Uh, I think everybody remembers that goal where he came on and 3-2 against Aston Villa. Pretty much won as the league. We did have two or three games after that to win, but that goal was so vital. Uh, then I think he did three goals in three games. And then I think Panathinaikos, I think he was at Nottingham Forest for a bit. And his career has literally just took her. It's literally dropped off a cliff going from Manchester United to ending up where he is now. And I think he's still only 27. So... I don't know if there's potential for him to maybe come back, but he looks really good. He held the ball up well. He could finish. And I don't know really what happened there in terms of why there was such a drop-off. But for me, those three players jump out massively. Adnan Yanazai probably being the main one. Um, but Josh, did you want to go over yours? Yeah, I couldn't really think of any any youngsters, if I'm honest with you. That Obviously, I was trying to stick to more Newcastle. Um, I know... Um, who else have I got? I know Tovan for Newcastle. Um, when he came to us, um, I think he came over in about 2015 for 15 million pounds at the time. It seemed the bargain through we were getting, um, but he just did absolutely nothing for us. Obviously, he had his couple of injuries, um, but they were how he performed for us, then go back on loan to Marseille, um, and perform how he did. He's just a key player over there. I think in his first season or 2017 18 season, he scored 22 goals, 11 assists. So I've summit is different from being at Newcastle to go to Marseille and do that. 
Um, it just makes you think of what 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 it was that the players around him or the club or was he not enjoying it? Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he was just one of the players I thought of. Um, another one was. Um, it's not so much a youngster again, but when I first started getting into football, one of the main strikers that used to blow me away was Fernando Torres. Um, watching him at Liverpool, he was just one of the most dangerous strikers on the ball, in my opinion. Um, but watching him go to Chelsea, I think I was Chelsea buying for 40 or 50 million. Yeah, um, 50. When he went to Chelsea, watching him play was like watching Joe Linton. He was nearly as bad as that. He was missing open goals, one-on-one chance. It just it wasn't himself again. So that was a big shock for me to have such a, a player that sort of calibre going to a team in the same league against the same teams he's playing against and not performing. So that was probably one of the biggest shocks. Um, yeah. And the other one, it's not so much a Premier League player, but watching the World Cup, Mario Gotze, he stood out for me as being one of the next best players in the world. He, I think he won player of the tournament for the World Cup. Um, and going from Dortmund, obviously Munich bought him away, and again he just did not perform, which has just forced him to go straight back to Munich. Uh, Dortmund, sorry, which is um, hopefully he can get his career back on path. But they're all the sort of three that that stood out for me anyway. Yeah, it's a good point you make as well. On say I think he's on a free. You know, I think um, he's left Dortmund this season. His, his contract expired, so he's <laughs> actually there for a free. And that's a really good example. I didn't think of it, but I remember him, a young Gotsey at uh, Dortmund. They were talking about the next Messi and Ronaldo. Um, he was unreal. Like you say, he got player of the tournament. I think he scored the winning goal in like extra time or something and won Germany. Yeah. I think it was the World Cup. Um, but yeah, that is a massive drop-off. Like going from that sort of player to now being on a free at 27 as well. It's not like he's 33 and his, his career's gradually gone down. That has been, yeah, it's been, that, that's been that been a really good example. And you mentioned uh, Talvin as well. I think a similar example to that is, remember when Kevin De Bruyne, he was at Chelsea, wasn't he, and under Mourinho, he didn't really get a lot of chances. But when he did, he wasn't getting goals and assists. He was He was playing okay, but he wasn't, doing what he's doing now. And then he went to Wolfsburg, uh, Wolfsburg or Werder Bremen, one of the two, and um, and then became one of the most sought-after players in Europe because I think he broke the record for number of assists and look at what he does now. So, uh, yeah, I think sometimes it does take that move away, different players, different manager, for like different um, sort of different surroundings, different voice to make you sort of realise your potential, which is why I think if Yanazai stayed, under Moyes or even Fergie, I think Yanazai would have been an awesome player. Um, but Ashley, did you want to uh, go through a, a few of the ones that you've noted down? Yeah, um, I'm going to be greedy, Adam, and give you four. Yeah, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't whittle this list down. So the, fir- <laughs> the, fir- the first one, and you, you may remember, and I only I remember the hype around it. It was so big. It was the next big thing. But And I can remember always buying him on Championship Manager and Football Manager, but Freddie Adu. Now, do you remember this guy? Yes, I do. From the same games that you're on about, yeah. Yeah, and the the even in like he was massive in MLS, and then I I think he got a good break. Uh, they gave him a break at Benfica, and it just and they, let's be honest, the Portuguese league it's not the toughest league, but he just couldn't cut it, and and the hard it wasn't just an overnight thing. This this people were going on about this kid for years. And he got a few yeah. breaks and he just didn't work out for him. And he's gone off the radar. You don't really hear about him. So that was my yeah, first that's a good one. one. Yeah. My second one, uh, and I think you, I think all your listeners will agree, um, he was labelled the next Ronaldo. And that was Adriano. Now, th- this guy was, he was scoring goals for fun at Inter Milan. And then all of a sudden, overnight, he just stopped. 
And again, he's another one that was on games and he was a wonder kid. He was, everyone bought him. Even He was huge. He was the next big Brazilian striker. And again, I, I believe, I read in an article that he, he just fell out of love with football. And, and, and uh, like the original Ronaldo, he, he, got, uh, he put on a few pounds. <laughs> he wasn't so bothered about football. He lost his passion for it, which is a shame because that boy was clinical coming through the ranks. My third one, and I, again, I don't think anyone could disagree for, for an England perspective, it was Jack Wilshire. Um, this yeah. kid, oh, oh, wonder, wonder kid, absolute wonder kid at Arsenal. And oh, these touch on the ball, he just, he just reminded you of like, a, a, he was labeled the next Gascoigne. Um, and what a, what a, um, a name to have to, to live up to. And, Unfortunately, again, it's not. I thought he might he, things might change for him when he moved to West Ham, but again, his his injuries have just blighted him. When he did come on, when he did play, he was a, he was good. You could see a glimpse of him, and then he get injured again, another setback. Unfortunately, um, and I'm reading today that they're looking at canceling his contract and 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 then starting off fresh again, which is a shame because when he was wow. coming through, you you looked at that that England midfield and you thought, you know what, he's a, he's a kid that's going to do something. Do you know what I mean? A bit like when Rooney came through at Everton, you thought, this kid's got something special and that's how people were seeing Wilshire at the time. He, he just, he's not kicked on. Um, and my last one, Adam, and you're not going to like this because it's a man you, but I was, I can remember the hype around this one. I was so, even me as a Newcastle fan was buzzing to see this guy come to the Premier League, but Varane from Man United, I believe he's signing for 30 million. Um, and he was in his prime at the time, and he just couldn't pass a ball in the Premier League. Nothing was working for him, and it was such a disappointment. And I bet it was for, Fer- uh, for uh, Sir Alex Ferguson as well, because thirty million back then it was a lot of money. You were buying a player in his prime that had been one of Argentina's key key players. I can't remember where you bought him from. Do you remember? Uh, no, I think it was a Spanish club. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was. Yeah, but he, he, he just such a disappointment. And unfortunately, there's been a few like that at Man United. They've, they've bought the big names, and you, you hope, even me, like even with uh, Di Maria, you hope that he was going to kick on because he was one of those players that you wanted to watch, no matter who he was playing for. A bit like when Messi was linked to Man City, you want to see that kind of player yeah. in the league. And it was just disappointing that he didn't kick on. But there's quite a few foreigners that have come over here, unfortunately, and not really hit the ground running as we'd hoped. But yeah, they're my four. Yeah, no, and all good points. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure we could keep going on. I mean, you've got your your Shevchenko, Falcao. Um, See, he was another it, one that mi- missed my list. Shevchenko. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it was the drop off was, was you just did not see it come in. Um, and just on your Adriano point as well, I can remember, I think it was on Pro Evolution Soccer, he was the one player that had power of, shot power of 99. I can remember specifically, <laughs> he was the guy. Um, and yeah, Jack Wilshire, I remember watching him, literally I sat with my dad watching an Arsenal game, he was 17 years old at the time, and he came on and he, he scored a goal, it was like outside of his foot, but it went into the top corner from outside the box. It was He looked absolutely unreal. And I don't know, I know he had a few injuries, Jack Wilshire, Um and that just reminds me of one I didn't put in there. Luke Shaw, when he was at Southampton, he was he looked unreal. He was going past people and he, he defensively he was strong. But at United, I mean, he had a good 
season, I think, under Van Gaal, but he had that that really bad injury. I think it was a Champions League game where he literally snapped his ankle and he's just not looked as good since and then just consistently just feel like there's like 75% of the Luke Shaw that we thought we were getting. He's still only 22, 23, so still very young and I feel like we should persist with him. But yeah, Luke Shaw's another young English player that didn't sort of make the grade. Um, usually, lads, at the end, I'm sure you know we do like a little quiz, um, but I just wanted to ask you a quick question each and it's yeah. a bit so unscripted sometimes, a little bit better, so there's no chance to read it. It's just pure opinion. So <laughs> I just wanted, based on the fact that, um, I mean, the episode's not really been about Newcastle, but obviously we've, we've touched on them at the start. Who is and why your all-time favourite player that's played for Newcastle? I mean, you've got your... For me, Ben Arthur was one of the top ones. I think uh, Denver Barr was awesome. Obviously, you've got your Shearers, your Owens, Shea Given, etc. Um, but whoever wants to kick it off, I mean, I've got Josh at the top of the list. So Josh, do you want to, or do you want Ashley to go first so you can have a minute to think about it? Or uh, no, so I'll just go. Um, yeah, I can go in. Um, I'll be honest, straight away, it's got to be Papa Cisse. Um, Just for okay. the simple fact, where it, it won't say so much my favourite player, but it was my favourite period of being a Newcastle fan. Um, what he did to the club is just making us come forward, giving us the confidence to come forward. We just felt like we we're going to score every time we went forward with him because he was just he used to score from anywhere. <laughs> Most ridiculous shot. I think everyone remembers that one against Chelsea. I don't think I've ever seen a goal like that in my life. Um, for him to mm. pull that off, I think he scored 13 goals in 14 matches, something like that for Newcastle, which is just ridiculous. Um, but for that reason, yeah, Cissé, for me, forget me ex- Again, he, he's got to be up there. Yeah, and him and Denver Barr. And I think it was sometimes a front three of him, Barr and, and Ben Arthur. And that's yeah. the season. I think you just missed out. Was it fifth or sixth? You just missed out Champions League. We finished um, fifth. I think we were on 64 points and Tottenham were 69 points. Yeah, I'm so not being funny. That 64 points this season, I think, would have got you Champions League last year. So that just shows how good of a team that was with Kabai behind them. I think you had... Um, who was that midfielder who's passed away now? Was it Teote? Teote, uh, yeah, Teote, yeah, we had Teote. Um, yeah, he, he was like a little, he was like a we had Stanton, Williamson, Stimson, Gothra, James Perch was in that squad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hold on, let's have some respect here, boys, on Perch's name. <laughs> um, and Ashley, yeah, what about you? Your favorite all time player for Newcastle and and why? Obviously, there's going to be a few. I mean, for, for the reason, the the original reason I supported Newcastle was Shearer, um, and it was the season that he joined from Blackburn. I mean, the, the aura about him, the the, the way, he, the, the people that he drew to the stadium and the fact that it was a homegrown boy going back home and the record that he's had since has just been amazing. But for me personally, I know he was only there a season or two, but it was David Ginola or Girona, how you ever pronounce it. He, the, uh, the guy was just a wizard on the ball, and we've had a, we've had a few Frenchies come through. I mean, Lauren Ribeiro, another one. He, I was thinking about him straight away as soon as you asked me, but I thought he was a player that turned up when he wanted to. And even even growing up as a kid, I I like when I played football on a, on, a, on a Saturday. I if you come to taking free kicks, I wanted to take it like Lauren Ribeiro because the guy could hit a free kick, but I'd have to go with David Ginola because he joined at the time when we were. It was the prime Newcastle years when all the four threes with Liverpool. It was. It doesn't matter how many we concede, as long as we score one more. Then it was attacking football. The neutrals <laughs> loved it, and that's 
and and that's what I love. And he was part of that. And for me, he was someone that could create something out of nothing that that made you stand up, pat your seat. And I'd have to go with David Janela. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. I think the one you make on Lauren Rebeer as well, um, who sort of turned up when he wanted to. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If Ben Arthur, because you got him quite young, was fit, mm. was committed on it every game, I think he'd go down as he was awesome on his day. Mm. I remember a goal against yeah. Chelsea. I think it was he ran past like four players and slid it into the bottom corner. I think um, it was Everton. If Bol- I'm Bolton, wrong. yeah. Was, was it, it okay? Yeah. And- Bolton. <laughs> Yeah, and he just um, and there was times he'd get the ball on the wing, and you just knew, you knew he would pass that player. But it was just his left foot. He was for me. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see Janela play. Like obviously, Ashley's a little bit um, older than us, and I think you were into football. No, no, I'm not saying you're old. I'm saying that you were, um, you were, you were into football a lot younger than than I were. I think you were into football like as soon as you were like a kid and you knew what was going off. You always loved the mm. football, so you saw that sort of period, which I didn't see that Newcastle team sort of play when I started watching football proper getting into it it's probably the same time that Josh started started appreciating that Newcastle team um yeah. the one with the, the bar season so that was like the first time I'd really taken a lot of Newcastle uh, notice of Newcastle um but no lads if there's nothing else I don't know if there's any well, of the last points you wanted to get yeah. across but we, yeah. I was going to say I know Ashley said his reason for Newcastle sure I feel bad for me not to shout out I know he's not gonna hear it but I did buy, when I was 10 years old, coming back from holiday at the airport, a Michael Owen biographer. And on the front, he was wearing a Newcastle shirt. I don't know what it was, but it just oh, drew me to it. Um, I did buy it, did read it on the plane. And by the time I got off the plane on the other side, I, I considered myself a Newcastle fan. Um, but he was going to be on my job. Uh, we talked about players who didn't achieve what we expected them to. As much as he made me support Newcastle, um, he was close to making the list of being a disappointing signing to come from Real Madrid and just not perform at Newcastle. And it's because, obviously, all the stuff coming out now in our honesty is it's just explained, obviously, he wanted to go straight back to Liverpool. Um, so I think that's why he didn't want to perform at Newcastle. i got to agree yeah. with you there, Josh, because... Sorry, Adam. I mean, I've got to agree with you. I mean, when we signed Owen, it was... Obviously, without knowing the background, so it's what everyone knows now. I mean, it was like Shearer was coming to the end of his career, and we got Mike Lowen from Real Madrid of all teams. We've attracted someone from Real Madrid. New transfer record. Yeah, this is it. And the, the, the people that he drew, and he had a great, I think at the time, he had one of the best goal scoring records in La Liga. Um, he didn't get it to start every game, but even when he came on, he'd nick in with a few, and he had a, an amazing record. So mm-hmm. we wasn't getting we wasn't getting a player past it, but he he just obviously obviously now we know why he just did it yeah. kick on. But obviously, yeah, Ballon d'Or winner as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely didn't get what we bought. Yeah, I but think it's good. And when Man U signed oh. him, then how, how did you feel about him at Man U? Um, yeah, no, I was going to say I think it's good to mention Owen because I, I did know Josh. It was a big part of why Josh sort of supported Newcastle. He, it didn't go the way everyone thought it would go, but um, I think he, the fans did. The fans did like him while he was there, and it, obviously a lot's come out since then. So um, it's kind of changed people's opinions a little bit. So, but I think it's good that he did mention him uh, when we signed him. I'll be honest, I, I was happy with it because we didn't we didn't really need a striker. We had Hernandez, Rooney, Berbatov. We didn't need a striker. So when we brought him in. It was sort of a well, okay. We'll, we'll see how he does. I was a bit shocked he got the number seven shirt, um, but I think he did okay. I think he scored a hat trick Champions League. He chipped in every now and again. The goals when he played, he played well. But and don't take any offence to this. 
I feel like that's the Owen that Liverpool would have got if he went to Liverpool instead of you guys because he it's come out since he wanted to go to Liverpool. So for me, his heart was never in it at Newcastle. Um, and it just... I know there's been a big thing with him and Shearer. And I'll be honest, I think Owen could have had a better season. That year you lot went down, Owen didn't have a great year. And I remember watching thinking, he's just not... He's not giving anything to the team. He just, he just wasn't giving. And yeah, if a ball come across a six-yard box, his positioning and his finishing, he'd probably put it away. But he wasn't giving anything. It wasn't a team you saw fighting relegation. Some of the players were. Um, uh, who's that centre-back you guys had that went down like he'd been shot that time? What was his name? <laughs> Stephen Taylor. <laughs> Stephen Taylor? Yeah. That like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone remembers that moment, but he would fight for you guys. When he was in the team, He would. he's like a, 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 a poor man's John Terry. He would throw his body on the line. I remember so many games where he's not the best player, but he would put a shift in for you guys. So that's the example. You saw the difference. Look at the comparison, him and Owen. He was fighting every week. Yeah. keep that team in the league. Owen wasn't fighting for it. Owen was there to put a chance away, which you could argue that's why they sort of signed him. Um, and I think that's yeah. what you need at every club. Like, you've got, like, at the minute, I know we're slightly off topic, but it's, like, you've got Mason Greenwood and them youngsters coming through at the minute. They would fight for that shirt because they've, that's that, that's in their blood. That's what they grew up with. Do you know what I mean? And that's what Steven Taylor was for us. Yeah, he's not, he wasn't the most dynamic. He wasn't the most <laughs> versatile of players but he would give everything on the pitch. And that's all you want to see from any any player of the team. They might have a bad Definitely. game, but you want to know that they've given everything. They've left everything there. So, yeah, as, as much as he's a, you can have a laugh at a few of his moments, he was, I still hold him in high regard. Yeah, no, good. And like I said, I think it's good to sort of clear up what happened with with Owen there. Um, but yeah, as, as obviously listeners can hear, two very passionate Newcastle fans. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're glad you, you got it off your chest. And uh, listen, I hope you don't go down. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you did. It wouldn't surprise me if you finished 10th. I think that's where you're a bottom half team at the minute and I wouldn't expect any more, any less. So it's it's exciting. It's, it all kicks off tomorrow. Obviously, all the best. I, I hope you do win. I, I genuinely do. Um, and yeah, like I said, football's back tomorrow. Everyone's excited. Um, we'll start doing updates on games and results and sort of uh, predictions for the weekends and things like that. So, uh, lads, if there's nothing else, we'll we'll sign this off and um, we'll try and get it published for Saturday morning so uh, everyone can listen to it maybe whilst maybe the three o'clock kickoffs are going off or something like that. So, uh, are you guys anything else? Or? No, that's it for me, mate. Thanks for having us on. All right, no worries, boys. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye.